Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. A reminder to the guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie Taylor... And the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Bob Stopper with you in New York City. Brennan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios every Friday at 1235. We are joined by Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Hello, Elliot. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing, bud? Well, you know, I'm covering a team that's 4-0 to start the year, that's come from yes. behind in all four games. Where's the parade uh, the going through in the NHL? It's matched his output from all of last season. Uh, but I have a, I will say this: uh, the sense I get from the Oilers' incredibly passionate and supportive fan base, and they've been both, as you know. I mean, they kept the building full over the course of a stretch where all of the last thirteen years, the team missed the playoffs. I think there's a degree of pragmatism, Elliot, with what's going on. Like, I think that they could sense that, all right, this is a good start. Lots of things to work on. Lots of the right things are happening. But nobody's planning the parade yet. They're just kind of looking at this going, well, this is winning's a lot better than losing out of the gate. And just keep it going for as long as you can. So give me your take on what's happening with the Oilers, Elliot. Well, I think after so many hard years... I think people deserve the right to enjoy it. Uh, you can, I, I think you should enjoy it. It, it. Maybe it continues, maybe it doesn't. Um, but the fact is that you guys have won four in a row. Why shouldn't your fans enjoy it? What would you rather be, 0-4? If you were 0-4, you'd be miserable. So since you're 4-0... You know, let fans be fans. Enjoy it. You haven't had a lot of successes over the last 13 years. Don't get too crazy, but at least enjoy the moment while it's still going strong. Why wouldn't you? Just to put things in perspective, Elliot, we were in New York City in the second week of October last exactly year. a year ago. We went from and we were talking Sweden. about everybody getting fired. Right, and that's where I was going to go. On this exact Friday show a year ago, there was strong rumblings that the Oilers were going to clean house, and then the team beat the Rangers, came back against Winnipeg, went on an 8-2-1 and run, and got kind of got their sea legs back, but then ended up losing 6 out of 7, and Pete Chiarelli you know, sacrificed Todd McClellan to, to save his situation. So uh, it is, it, it's remarkable what a year, a difference a year makes, um, structure and process. There is a process that Ken Holland wants the orders, the template that he wants to follow. And then Dave Tippett's job is to put in the proper structure on the ice. So do you think you're seeing that right now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, from right from the first night against Vancouver, which, which might have been like the dullest game of the season so far. If you look at, if you look at this year, a lot of the games have been really exciting. 
year one in the opener was one of the quietest. And But that's okay because you played the way that Tippett wants you to play, and you guys won. And at the end of the day, it's the result that matters, right? I, I think that that weekend, you, that week you won a, a game that he wants you to play against Vancouver, and then you won a shootout against Los Angeles. It gives you confidence. Like all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, this is what it's like to start a season in a good spot, winning two games. And I think that grows. And, you know, whatever Tippett has done, he has sold McDavid on it. He has sold, obviously, Dreisaitl on it, who's off to an awesome start this year. And those guys are driving the bus. And they're pulling people along with them. Um, you know, obviously, James Neal is one of the biggest early season stories in the NHL. James Neal is smart enough to know that if he goes where McDavid and Dreisaitl want them to be, then he'll score, and he's doing it. And I think the other thing, too, is I like Tippett's creativity in terms of, you know, there's been times he's put the two big guys together. There's been times he hasn't. There's times he's done it after commercial breaks. There's times he's done it after they've killed a penalty. Uh, and they kind of rotates who goes around with them. I, I like that. I, I think that you... You have to take your best players and you have to engage them. And it's clear that both McDavid and Dreisel are engaged by all these different things that Tippett is trying. Well, you know, he's a former player. He had an extensive career. He's already had two successful turnarounds, 21 points in Dallas, 28 points in Arizona the first year he went there, got both those teams into the playoffs. We're joined by our Oilers now headliner today for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. It is Elliot Friedman. So how many sponsors uh, do you have for this segment? We've got yeah, we doubled up uh, on our twelve thirty uh, spots. I should, I should thank start you for asking that. you for more money. Oh. <laughs> if people only knew the, tr- I mean, River Cree is pray- they're absolutely paying the freight for this segment each week. You know that, I'm, I know I'm that. Just, I'm just uh, let's let's do this. So, James Neal, and yeah. it's it, it's quite the story early. I mean, I. How I mean I know you have time for analytics. When a guy shoots five percent, yeah, like he did last season, did you think that he could bounce back and score twenty goals this year, Elliot? I did. You know, I'll tell you this. I I think the I didn't know. I don't know about twenty. I mean, you always wonder. Like you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, this isn't real, right? This isn't him. But you're one. I mean, whenever you got a guy in his thirties, you want the only doubt you have, Bob, is is he going off the cliff? Like, has it happened? Are the, are the wheels starting to go? Are the hands starting to go? And I think we've learned that that is not the case. I think, I think the number one thing that you look at, too, is, you know, is he shooting from different spots? You know, it's easy to say, look, the guy's a career whatever percent shooter he is, and he drops to five, and you're like, oh, okay, they're just not going in. Well, you got to look. Is he, is he shooting from different spots? And he really wasn't. He just last year was a nightmare for him. I think the other thing, and, and you, the others fans have seen it in the interviews he's done with Gene, uh, the one he did last Saturday after you beat the Kings, and then the the one the other night we scored four against the Islanders, and it was like a a big Gary Roberts infomercial, and Roberts deserves it for this. But Neil's attitude is different. He went to Calgary last year, and he really regretted leaving Vegas. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what happened. Vegas offered him four years. He wanted the fifth. They wouldn't give him the fifth. 
Calgary gave him the fifth, and he took the extra year. But he wanted to be a Golden Knight. Yeah, you know, he he left Vegas, but his mind never left Vegas. And as a result, he got off to a bad start, and it never got better. And those Calgary guys, like the fact that this deal happened, tells you how much Calgary felt they had to make this trade. And you know, he, he hit rock bottom. It's clear he was embarrassed. It's clear he was hurt. And to his credit, he did something about it. He said, okay, I feel this way. I'm going to change my act. I'm going to change the way I prepare mentally and physically. And look what he's doing. And so I think he learned his lessons from going sideways last year. And he's better. And, you know, I mean, you got to think he's going to score 20 now for sure, Bob. But the bottom line is what the Oilers are getting here is a motivated player who did things the right way this summer and said, I'm not letting this happen again. And that's all you can ever ask. Elliot, uh, the Oilers have Nugent Hopkins, who, as you know, if you look at the power play analytic numbers in terms of points per 60, historically has been a first-unit power play guy. McDavid yep. and Drysdale, it's a given. They're first-unit power play guys. So yep. they're 1-3-1 uh, alignment. The yes. three are all elite offensive guys on the power play. So yes. whoever gets that net front spot produces. Lucic yep. had 12 goals on the power play his first year here. And then by the end of the year, he had his spot stripped away from him by Maroon. Maroon yep. ended up finishing up with 27. Then, uh, you know, the second year that Luch was here, he was right off the power play after Christmas. And that was part of the reason why the numbers just dropped significantly. Last yep. year, Lucic started the year, Chason replaced him, and scored 22. So the yep. question I have for you, between Lucic, Maroon, Chason, and Neal, who's been the best goal scorer in their career? Like, is this like a trick question? It's not a trick question for a second. Like, it just shows you he's on that power play, and whoever gets on that power play in that net front spot, they're going to produce, Elliot. Yeah, but like it's gonna is, you, also, you also have to be able to do it, right? Like, like, yeah. like, if it was so easy, all those guys would stay there forever. And, um, you know, it, it, it didn't work out for Lucic. Maroon, you know, obviously, you guys weren't going to resign him, and he got traded. Chason, I think, deserves a lot of credit because he recognized that. He was smart enough to know, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to take advantage. And he did. And good for him. Uh, he was smart. But Neil is the most talented one. Like, when you, like, he's not the same as those other three guys in terms of his goal scoring ability. He's been an elite goal scorer in his career. And it looks like early on he's rediscovered whatever left him last year. Well, and let's not forget Gary Roberts, for all the credit he gets for jump-starting guys' careers, he's the poster boy for that, right? Because he came back from significant neck and back issues yeah. and was, hey, he was filling guys in in his 40s, if you recall, Ben Eager. So, I mean, he yes. he was a blessed player for a long time. Look, if all you right, want so, if you so far, do the work, Gary Roberts will help you do the work. Right. And so far, so good. And obviously, the Oilers fans are stoked. Uh, I want to uh, hit on a, a couple other topics around the league. Sure. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, wonderful story last night. Two-goal performance. I never want to ever, ever write off a Doug Wilson squad. Mm-hmm. But to steal a line from Happy Days, uh, have they jumped the shark there a bit when they didn't re-sign Pavelski and they focused instead on getting Evander Kane done first? You know, you're not supposed to make those 1970s references anymore with the younger, hipper audience, Bob. 
Oh, I think they got it. Okay. Um, you know, it sure looked like it. I mean, it, it, it was too, it's too early to say. Um, they haven't looked great. Like, I watched their game in Nashville the other day, and they did not look good. I watched their, their two games against Vegas, more so the second one, and they did not look good. There's no question, Bob, that they've changed the personality of that team. You know, um, Pavelski going out and Carlson and, uh, and Kane, uh, you know, kind of uh, becoming bigger personalities on that team. And Thornton, you know, he's getting closer to the end. Um, I, I, it definitely has changed the personality of the group. And I think it's too early to say that it's jumped the shark, but I think it's really interesting that they go from we're not bringing back Patrick Marlowe to after three games we're bringing back Patrick Marlowe. I think it shows you what they were worried about, and they were very concerned about it. And Marlowe was huge for them last night, and we'll see where this goes. Uh, But, you know, it's definitely a different group. But the bigger thing for me is are they going to get the saves? So you're not sold on Martin Jones. Well, I don't think they're sold on Martin Jones either. Like Dell's starting to play a bit more. He got the game last night. He won. Yeah. I got I gotta think that Aaron Dell might get a little bit of a run here. Distinct possibility. The numbers kind of speak for themselves. I mean you take a look at Anaheim and John Gibson's got the highest career save percentage of any starting goaltender in the NHL. And mm-hmm. he you know, he stole a game or two for Dallas Aikens at the start of the year. And yes. you contrast that with San Jose, and they just don't have that going on with Martin Jones. Uh, speaking of San Jose, there's nothing wrong with the bad blood between Vegas and San Jose, is there? It's awesome no, in the game, isn't it? No, it, like it hates good. And I think it's the one thing, Bob, the regular season misses is the hate. Um, and San Jose has it with, with their games, and obviously there's two pretty big important parts in Calgary and, and Los Angeles who have it. Um, you know, I, I think the hate is definitely there in the playoffs. I think it's incredible how much of this league flips the switch regular season to playoffs, but there's not enough in the regular season. I mean, the, the first game was against you guys in Vancouver, so I couldn't watch it as closely. But I watched that yeah. second game, the rematch on the Sunday night, and it was it was unbelievable. Like I mean, the, and, and I think it really affected the the Golden Knights. Uh, you probably couldn't see it last night because you guys had your game, but Arizona, like uh, Vegas, played those two games, and then they had three days off, and they went to Arizona and they lost last night. And I guarantee to you that they did not have the same energy that they did. Uh, after they played San Jose for that one last night. 12.48 in Edmonton, 2.48 in the East. Elliot Friedman's appearances and orders now brought to you by River Cree Resort Casino. They're bigger and better and now 100% free on the main casino floor. Elliot, is there a legitimate concern in Toronto or was there recognition that, hey, Tampa Bay got their driver back? Well, Braden I think point, that, right, that he drives that team. I know he's a Jerry Johansson client, yeah, and I yeah, might be a little Jerry bit Johansson, but I always yes. like that kid dating back to when he lit her up for the Moose Jaw Warriors. But that was an impressive performance last night from Tampa Bay. I wonder if Jerry even bought a round uh, after that game last night. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, a point, like Kucherov's the MVP, but points the driver. 
You know, you look at them, their last game was Sunday. They played in Carolina. They had two shots in the last 42 minutes, and they looked terrible. And Point comes back, and they look unbelievable. He was so good last night. They were so good last night. I mean, the first the, the first two periods were just fun fire wagon hockey, and then Tampa blew them out. Um, you know, I think they're, I mean, you know this is how this city is. It's a Canadian market. It's a... It's an intense Canadian market. After a game like that, you know, everybody wants to duck underneath the couches or the tables because, you know, every, the blame is coming and you just have to deal with it when you live in a place like Toronto. But the thing that I think concerns me most about them, Bob, is that, you know, they, they won their first game. They won their second game. Then they should have beaten Montreal and they blew that game. And then comes St. Louis and Tampa, and they got beat on the details. They're, they're a tremendously – they remind me a lot of you before, honestly, this game this year. A lot of skill can beat you up and down the ice, but the detail isn't there. And what Tippett has done with you guys this year, and I think it comes to the fact that a lot of your players can't stand the losing, that he says, if you really want to win – You've got to be able to do this small thing, this small thing, this small thing, this small thing, and this small thing. And if you do all those small things, it equals one big thing. And your guys are starting to see that. Toronto's guys haven't yet gotten to the point where they realize all those small things matter. And until they do, you know, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think we'd both agree. Toronto's at this stage deeper up front, you know, but... Don't know if they have quite the same physicality in their lineup. Well, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not a physical issue team, at some Bob. Point they're, too, not. Right? So. They, they're not a physical yeah. team, but I think you have to be like Boston, to me, they aren't the big, bad Bruins anymore. They're not nope. wimps by any stretch of the imagination. But where they get you, and they finally lost last night in Colorado against a really good team, they're really detail-oriented. They, they yep. make smart plays all the time. They've got a really high IQ. And, you know, that's where Toronto has to get to. They have to be a higher IQ team. They got, they got shredded in their own zone last night. Elliot, I'm going to take you down a completely different path for the final question. And it's okay. typical self-indulgence on my part. <laughs> you know, you went to Western Ontario and you yeah. covered – you know, university sport at that time. Yeah. Last uh, weekend, UNB went down to the States. Um, they outshot Boston College 37-21, lost 4-2, and yeah, then smoked Maine 5 nothing. Yeah. And Alberta uh, took on number one uh, UMD Bulldogs and number six St. Cloud. Yeah. And the Bears outshot and outplayed uh, Minnesota Duluth at the two-time defending national champs. And they uh, they won the game four two, and then Ian Herbert nice. was elected to you know to sit several of his top guys the next day against St. Cloud. And Alberta was in the box the whole game, which is rare for them. But uh, they got outplayed. They got beat by St. Cloud fair and square, and St. Cloud was a better team. That said, I mean those two programs can play with NCAA schools. Do you think anybody in the hockey world really cares? Does anybody does anybody really know that in the hockey world? Do you think? I, I, you know what I think. You know, Bob, I'm a big believer, and I always tell this to young students who want to get into our business. I'm a big pe- a believer in the right people are always watching. Like maybe everybody doesn't know, but the right people know. 
You know, Bob, like, you know, for example, how many guys off the University of Alberta or in Canadian University of Hockey, whether, you know, started to get noticed? Like, you beat the drum all last year for Luke Philp, and he got a contract. He got a chance. And, you know, there's a 30-second team coming in, and everybody is, and people are looking for players. And if you yeah. can play, they're going to find you. I mean, the quality of hockey is very good. Um, I mean, we learned in our first year of our Rogers deal that there's a limit to the amount of people that amount of hockey that people will watch. And yep. so you've got your NHL, you've got your juniors, and unfortunately, the Canadian University gets lost in all that. But people who know the product recognize the product. Now, I should tell you, the guy who works with me on the Leaf Regionals is Todd Warner, who coaches at the University of Windsor. They went to play Michigan, and they got hammered. He's like, we didn't really touch the puck a lot. So yep. there, it's like everywhere else. There's there's good results. There's bad results. But, Bob, the right people know how good the quality of hockey is. Well, I'd say this. The OUA has not won a game at Nationals in the last four years, but the teams in the Atlantic and the West are pretty good. And they also have full-time trainers that work with their kids. Elliot, remember this name: Noah Philp, Luke's younger brother, six foot three, right shot center. He's only going to be at the U of A for two years. Someone's going to sign him too. Is you this know, year one or year right two for center. him? Yeah, he's year one this year. He's right out of major junior, and okay. he will only. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody pulled him out of there this year. But my guess is no more than two more years. Luke felt Luke played three at the U of A. Yeah. Because Noah's six foot three and two hundred pounds, and a right shot and a center, I think some of these. I think he's got about fifteen points in ten games so far this year. Someone's going to pull him out of there right away. So there's another name for you. You just gave me a Great thought stuff. for this. You just gave me a thought for this week, Bob. And by the way, before you let me go, who's the number one football team in the country? Are, are, I know the Alberta Golden Bears are in the top ten, but is Western number one? The Purple Pony. It is indeed the Purple Satan. Yes, we are number one. And the Golden Bears hockey team, number one as well. Thanks, Elliot. Awesome stuff. All right, Bob. Enjoy the ride, man, Oilers fans. I, I say it honestly. I know you're all worried about what's going to happen, but you've, en- you've earned the right to enjoy what is happening. Live in the moment. Enjoy it. That is Elliot Friedman. We will tell you that uh, Elliot's appearances every Friday on Oilers Now are brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. And, hey, uh, last night we had our new West Travel Group in New Jersey watching the Oilers get the shootout victory. They're going to be at the game tomorrow against the Rangers, and they might get a little surprised during the course of that game as well. You can follow Oilers Now, two great road trips in the second half of the year, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets. We have welcome receptions, all of that and much, much more for the Oilers Now, Chicago and Tampa Bay road trips called New West Travel. 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. Hot into the break, off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.